0: let's go pull up in motorcades we got a show today because all we're trying to do is hustle and motivate Wise words by my guy Nipsey Russell. There we go. Uh, it's another episode of o- uh, Outside Shots, presented to you by OGs. Where today we are announcing that you can get this beautiful little shirt right here. Look at this gorgeous little baby. Right here. Je- Eddie's jealous because he didn't get one. That's that's all I me. Mean. Uh, but you can get this one next Friday at Bud's Palooza. Look at this dope ass graphic right here. The vibes are immaculate. They're always immaculate here on Outside Shots. Uh, make sure you come out to that event. It's one of the best events in downtown. Phoenix. Phoenix, uh, and it's right up the street from our office. Check that out. So we'll all be out there. The whole PHNX crew hanging out. I don't know if Ej will come out, but maybe we can convince him to to come hang out for a little bit. I mean, is that a medium? I mean, you know, you're a double XL. It is a double
1: XL, man. But you're trying to wear a medium. What, what you talking about, man? I mean, you, you're trying to get you trying to squeeze nice up and, a little
0: bit. No, but, man. It, first of all, if it was a medium, you know, my guns would be showing.
1: So. Well, don't have me take this hoodie off. <laughs> I got a t- I got a Tiger Woods T-shirt on <laughs> up under this. Let me see
0: it. Yeah, I mean it's the Masters. The Masters yeah, start off too, today. He too oh, okay, he okay. Too over though. he just got a birdie. He did. He did. He did. And we'll he get to that. Birdie. We'll get to that at the end because EJ uh, tried to flex on social, and I'm gonna call him out for it. But anyway, uh, the Suns lock up the four seed this week. Uh, obviously. Uh, they got three games left to go starting tonight with the Denver Nuggets and then tomorrow against the Lakers and then they finally wrap up the season with the Clippers in what feels like the longest season of all time uh, to me at least EJ who do you who do you think we would match up better against and who would you most like to play in the first round. Since I'm not
1: a player anymore, see, if I was a player and you asked me that question, mm-hmm. I wouldn't give you an answer. You'd probably say anybody, honestly. I don't I'd care. do it out of respect. Yeah. You don't want any bulletin board material. Sure, sure, sure. As a Suns announcer, I still have to go along those lines. Sure, sure. sure. But I can deviate a little okay. bit. Okay. Just based on situation, right? So if the Clippers were whole, They would be a dangerous team to Mm -hmm. play uh, with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, And they have a deep basketball team. Norman Powell's playing exceptionally well. He had a great game last night. They got Bones Highland. He scored 15 in the fourth quarter against the Lakers. So that gave you an idea. Nicholas Batum has had huge games off the bench for them. They got Covington over there who can defend. They got a deep team. Marcus Morris Sr. I don't know what his health is like, but still. I mean, Mm -hmm. very deep team. So... Without Paul George, yeah, without a doubt, they're vulnerable. So, you know, I I crack up when guys say, you know, I want them healthy. You know, I want them healthy. I want them like they bull crap, man. You're a competitor. You take it any way you want. If you can get them while they're wounded, mm-hmm. go get them while they're wounded. So... I would like to think that you know you'd want to save the Lakers for a little bit later if they can get past whatever they are. I don't I think they're playing excellent basketball as good as basketball as any team in the league right now, even though they lost last night uh and then Golden State is just Golden State yeah. I mean they're a defending champion, you don't know what you're gonna get with them right now, yeah, they're getting Andrew Wiggins back, and trust me, he was a major reason why they beat Boston last oh, year Oh, yeah oh yeah, so I just look at it like this. Whoever we play is going to be difficult. Yeah, but here's 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 what we have. Hashtag, we very good.
0: Like, you know what I'm saying? So we went from hashtag we still good. Well, actually, we were at hashtag we good to hashtag we still good because we had a little bit of injury. Hashtag we, then we very we backed good. It, we back st- to we good, and now we are very good. Hashtag <laughs> we very good.
1: So. You know, if I'm going in that dark alley with a team and say, hey, I hope to get out, I got to win games to get out, I'd go with this team right here. And so however the road dictates, you got to go through the road no matter who's in front of you. And for me, I know my brother spent a lot of his life in prison. He passed away a number of years ago, but he used to always tell me, he said, don't you ever go to prison? And I'm like, I'm not. And he <laughs> says, if you do. if you do, Wise words. Yeah, he said, if you do, if you do. <laughs> Then make sure you go after the, after the biggest dude in there first. <laughs> then everybody else is going to shudder after that, But they're going to respect you. And that's how I look at it. Like, you go after the best team. The Suns had to do it a couple of years ago. They had to play the Lakers in the first round. They were down 2-1 in that series. Yes, Anthony <laughs> Davis got hurt. So, but still, uh, I just think right now we're playing at a level defensively. Offense is always going to be there. But we're playing at a level defensively right now. Doesn't
0: matter. You concerned about KD a little bit? About, just, what do you mean? You know, just the fact that he, you know, he, two Abbas' last three games weren't the most ideal games. He was a little rough, uh, shooting wise specifically. Any any concerns about who Kevin? Kevin Durant? I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, I'm just I don't I'm not worried about Kevin Durant, but you know there are some people that are who uh, who are the, these people? The, the couch potatoes and water boys. Okay, so where where are you sitting? <laughs> Oh, I'm good. Are you sitting with the couch potato? No, 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 no. I, listen, I know KD's going to turn it on, so I'm, I'm not concerned at all. I bet, I believe he'll have probably like 25 tonight. Not worried about him. Okay. I'm right. not worried about him. I'm not worried about Devin.
1: Uh, I'm not worried about Chris. If they're all on the basketball court, I'm not worried about those three. I continue to expect certain things from DeAndre. Uh, You expect certain things from your bench, but no. And I don't worry about Bismack Biambo. You know he's going to give you 110%. You know his limitations, but you know he's
0: going to work his butt off. So for me, no, I'm not worried about those guys. Okay. Um, Between the Warriors, the Clippers, and the Lakers, and now all of a sudden the Pelicans, um, who do you think – can least afford to be in the play in?
1: Who do I think can least?
0: Yeah. Who who do you think would be in trouble if they were in the play in out of those 14? I think all of them, tell you the truth, because mm-hmm. especially if you're 9 10.
1: It's this 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 a college tournament now. One game, you're out. So you don't want to be 9 10. Uh, and so, you know, seven, 7 8, they get two chances. And so, for me, I mean, I think whoever's 9-10 are the most vulnerable because they have to win two games, <laughs> you know, and that's very difficult, especially if you finish that low in the standings. Now, at the end of the year, you got to win two. Yeah. Like, you know, so Memphis did it. And they had to go to Golden State and beat them at the Golden State Lost to the Lakers. Yeah, but uh, two years ago, but that is very difficult to do. So, I would say whoever finishes 9-10 –
0: uh, it's going to have a very difficult time, and right now, as it stands, uh, OKC is OKC and Minnesota will be that 9 10 matchup, the yeah. Lakers and the Pelicans would be that 7 8 matchup, which uh, is a doozy. Now, Dallas is tied with OKC, but OKC owns the tiebreaker, mm-hmm. so Dallas needs OKC to lose uh, at least a game. Dallas has a couple easy games coming up, they have, uh, well. Easy on paper, right? Uh, They're at actually, home. No, actually, I'm wrong. They, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that was that was OKC. OKC has um, the Grizzlies still left, uh, and the Jazz. And the Grizzlies might not play. I don't think they got anything to play
1: for right now, right? So. Yeah, they and, might. Yeah, but you, the, you see that resting John Morant. So yeah. I could see them resting guys at the end. And the, I don't want to hear no wars me from teams like, come on, man, why don't you play your full team, man, to help us get in. No, you should have won your damn games early yeah, in the year. Yeah, no, no, don't want to hear it. Like, those teams are trying to prepare for what they worked hard to get to because they won games early in the year yeah. to get to the playoffs. You should never put
0: yourself in a position to have to depend on teams to do you a favor. The the Mavericks have the Bulls and the Spurs. The Bulls have already clinched a play in berth. Um, they are not going to be able to make it to the top six, obviously. Um, so, it, depending on seeding within that play in, they still have something to play for. But the Spurs have been out for for weeks now. They can still play tough, hard, though. But they are, they can They're still play hard. tough because I mean, that's, teams, that's their that's playoff. Do. But
1: that's their playoff yeah. to be a spoiler. Yeah. Like you you want to? I've been in that position when I was on bad teams you want to like be a spoiler. Yeah. yeah. So those to me are the toughest teams to play. That's why I say strength of schedule, like you guys that, you know, you analytic dudes out there, you know, you got your little gambling apps and you know, you want you think you're a mathematician and you're going to figure this thing out. Look, when they throw up that strength of schedule junk at the end of the year, well, this team has, you know, an easier schedule than that team. It doesn't matter at the end. Case in point. How did it look the other night when Denver lost to Houston? It it doesn't matter. You know, I'm more afraid of the weaker teams at the end of the season than I am the good teams because the good teams are trying to not get injured. They're trying to not put themselves in a tough position going into the playoffs. Case in point, Chris Middleton injured last night for Milwaukee. So Giannis did not play. So, Jokic has been held out with a sore calf, supposedly. Uh, and so, you know, uh,
0: you don't worry about strength of schedule. Um, uh, there's a question in the chat by Mark. It says, is Zion coming back for the Pels? Uh, so, on paper, he's, he's back to on-court activities. He will be reevaluated. Um, but they expect him back by the end of the season. And so here the next couple of games, they only have two left. Or he's so. on the
1: court. So yeah, he's uh, already, he's,
0: he's been on the court since Mar- March 22nd. So, yeah. so uh, we'll, we'll see how long it takes for him to ramp up. Cause it does take a little bit of a, a time to, to get back up to speed. So.
1: Look, if he does come back, I don't know, you know, again, with that big body that he has, he hasn't been able to really actually run sprints to a high level because of the hamstring. Mm-hmm. So you just don't know what kind of NBA shape he's in. Yeah. And do they risk the factor of it getting worse, right? Yeah. So that, that's the way I look at it with him. I, I think he could be a limited factor uh, in a in a play-in situation, but I wouldn't think he would come back
0: and do what he was doing before he got injured. Yeah. He was playing at an all-NBA level. Yeah. I, I mean, the Pels were the best team in the NBA until – they just got riddled with injuries and then Denver kind of took that top spot and ran with it and never looked back so uh, the the Pelicans are a very very tough team when fully healthy they are physical we saw them in the playoffs last year we've seen them uh, a couple times this year and uh, we know what they bring to the table but honestly the entire Western Conference and I I know people are sitting there talking about um, you know oh people are trying to duck the Suns or the four spot or five spot they want the 6th seed because they want to play the Kings and I'm here to tell you you can sleep on the Kings all you want, but the Kings are a very good team. And yeah, you're you're, you're counting for the nerves of their first playoff series in 17 years. But I be careful what you wish for because they're a three seed for a reason. It's because they play very very good basketball. And uh, teams, if they are trying to duck, they 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 better be careful because I. I I know the Lakers think that maybe if they get to that sixth spot they can play the Kings and they can get a nice easy victory and get onto the round two. I I don't see it that way.
1: No, I think they I think in hindsight they respect the Kings, but I think they just maybe fear the Suns. And I think that's part of the mindset. And I get that part. Uh but you're correct. The Sacramento Kings have had a tremendous year. Yeah. Uh they have one of the best centers in the game and Sabonis. And they have the best closer in the game in De'Aaron Fox. He is the best closer this season, uh, and he has scored more points in the fourth quarter. This guy's lights out. And they have a very good role players mm-hmm. on their team. So, and Mike Brown is going to be coach of the year. They have had a tremendous year. I, you know, I'm very obviously, you know, I'm partial to the Kings. I spent most of my career as an NBA player. With the Kings organization in Kansas City and Sacramento, so I'm very happy and excited that they are getting back to the playoffs after 16 years. And obviously, I have I have some relationships with ownership there as well. That's some friends of mine. So I'm I'm happy for them. Uh, but you're right; they're a good team. And like go like like you know Draymond. Well, you know, I, I'd rather just play Sacramento. It's not because I disrespect them. It's just because, you know, we would take the bus. Man, please. <laughs> you you, get, you drive your car. You you pull up to the damn plane. You get on it. You're getting, you're getting two meals. You're sitting in freaking captain's chairs. You're you you you're sitting down. You're relaxing. Who cares? Go to sleep. And you know he sleeps with his mouth open. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. Because he can't close his mouth during the he's, game. He's a mouth breather. Yeah. So, I mean, he's knocked <laughs> out. So what does he care about taking a bus?
0: Yeah. Um. So, you know, obviously you played in the NBA. A lot of different rules existed when you played that do not exist now, especially uh, in light of the last week in the CBA uh, and the, the the fixes in the CBA. And we have a graphic right here that shows you some of the changes. And I want to get your opinion, EJ. So some of the, the, the different plays uh, are uh, changes. Uh, no more marijuana testing. Uh, players got to play 65 games in order to qualify for postseason awards. Um, uh, there's a mid season tournament and number four, and I think that's the biggest one that a lot of people were talking about this week. Uh, you got to curb your enthusiasm because the spending, there is now a limit and there's a second threshold to the luxury tax that if you go into, you lose your mid-level exception and you lose the ability to be able, uh, to really spend furiously like a lot of teams had done before, uh, namely the Warriors uh being a primary one uh what what's the biggest of those four topics which one was the biggest put one that or up there, there put that back up there or was there something else that maybe uh I didn't bring up that you would like to highlight
1: no that's fine that's good uh well obviously with the drug testing I know people had comments on that and like I said i I don't know what it feels like to play high. I've never played high, I've never been high in my life. I've never tried it. Uh, People can doubt what I'm saying because I grew up in the city of Chicago. I was in that environment. I had happened to be in the room with guys that were getting high. I never have. And it was just a decision I made. This segment
0: not brought to you by OGs.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. Not to say that I won't ever try it for, you know, get older or whatnot, but I just never had a desire to try it. Uh, I'm high on life. I I felt like, you know, for me, after watching my brothers grow up and see the mistakes that they made, they just made they they, they just assured me that I would never do it, and I've never really felt the urge to do it. Uh, I do have a little drink every now and then, which some people term this as a drug. <laughs> Oh, there's some vodka right now. Oh, shit.
0: Oh, okay. I'm just right. kidding. Uh, <laughs> 9.55 in the morning. Let's go. I'm just
1: kidding. Uh, but I've never done that. But I have no problem. If that's what the league is doing with the players, so be it. As long as they go out there and perform. Obviously, they've been doing it anyway. Yeah. And they've been performing. So, I'm not going to be a judge of character there. I think the, the one thing, the, the two things that got me. Is I love the fact that 65 games now get you an award. Same. At low managing stuff and guys not playing because they think they might get hurt. Now, now, now think about what I'm saying here. They're not playing because they think they are or they might get hurt. Get out of here with that. John Wall stepped out of the damn shower and towards Achilles. Don't want to hear. like. To me, the safest place for a basketball player is between the lines. Why? You're playing against and competing against guys that respect you because they don't want you to hurt them. Two, you have officials. Okay, so you have rules. So you you like for instance, say for instance if you wanted to box and they say, okay, we want you to box Mike Tyson. All right. Okay, where would you rather box Mike Tyson? Uh, in the ring. In the damn ring. Yeah,
0: yeah, a million percent.
1: I'm not boxing him on the street. <laughs>
0: no.
1: This ain't Rocky. You saw what happened. They fighting without damn gloves. It's no rules. So when they say that, it's just laughable. Yeah. Like, I played my first five or six years, didn't miss a damn game. Cotton lost his mind in my rookie year and gave me some DMPs, okay? But I was ready and dressed. After that, played in every game. I missed one damn game my first five or six years in the NBA. Never was tired. Beat up, hurt, but you know what? Had my best games when I was hurt. So I'm glad the league is doing that. Draymond came out calling, uh, well, we're going to have bums uh, win awards now. I guess, Draymond, you got a chance. Ooh. Because when, <laughs> Steph, Curry, when Steph Curry and Klay Thompson was out, when they were out, where were you? By the fact, you start load managing. Mm. You average single digit. so I guess you be one of them dudes then. Okay, so I respect guys in the NBA. Every NBA player uh, earned their right out of millions that want to play, and there's no player in the NBA as a bum. I just took exception to that. Uh, that drove me nuts. The, the, other, the part that really gets me though is the positionalist player. You didn't like it, that? Man, oh, here we I go. I grew Eddie. up as a small forward. I was, I'm ready for this. Let's I go. grew up as a, as when I got into the league, when I started watching players, I wore number eight because of Marcus Johnson. Mm-hmm. Marcus Johnson was a small forward. Okay. I fell in love with Chet Walker. Chet Walker, old time player, Hall of Famer, Chicago Bulls, was a small forward. Had a hundred fakes. Boom, 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 I'm out there doing Chet Walker moves. Bob Love, small forward. Dr. J, one of the coolest players that ever play in the game. Small forward. Kiki VanderWay. I patterned my game after them. And when I got in the league, I was playing well, exceptional at times, and I could never make an all-star team because I was in a league that had a ton of small forwards. And I understood it, and I respected it, and I said, okay. I gave in to that. We had a job description. Small forwards job, run the floor, come off screens, blah, 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 be fast. Two guard, come off screens, wing player, be fast, shoot the ball, center, take your big ass in the paint, run down the middle of the floor, <laughs> set screens, get rebounds, post up. Okay, power forward, an enforcer, Maurice Lucas, guys like that. Enforcer, power forward, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, Mm -hmm. known as the greatest power forward ever. Mm -hmm. He plays center more than power forward. Mm -hmm. The reason why he did it, the reason why he did it, because he couldn't make all time in centers, but he guarded centers. He plays center more than ever. That was a political move. Tim Duncan played more center than anybody. Back to the basket on the block. That's what Tim Duncan played. That's power forward. Karl Malone power forward. Mm-hmm. You're going to start now. I'm going to let you talk in a minute. Okay. I'm going right. to I mean, yeah, you, I see. You, you, <laughs> I know where you're trying to go with this. It is insane because everybody has a description. Here's my final point to you. All right. Uh, Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna say he plays point guard, <laughs> right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's a point guard. Shh. He brings the ball up. Okay. He's p- positionless, he handles the ball all the time. Okay. He ain't guard no damn point guard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's not the description then. Okay, He's a dribbler. That's what he does. He dribbles the ball up. That's what he does. He's not quote unquote a point guard, right? But he dribbles the ball up. He is a forward. That's what he is. He guards forward. He rebounds like a forward. That's what he is. He gangsters like a forward. He is a forward. He defines the definition of forward. That's what it is. He's not positionless. He just dribbles the ball up. That's all it is. Put people in their position. Okay. You got a position. Okay. What's your position? I was a guard. Host. I was no, a,
0: host. I was a guard. <laughs>
1: host. I guarantee you, you're not going to let me host right now. This you host it. All
0: right. Are you done now? okay first of all uh, there's a guy by the name of kevin durant that is on the suns right now he power is a forward. very different no he's not a power forward he plays power he, he what can, I'm saying it- but he can guard any position and he can guard Listen. guards he will guard sometimes they will line him up at the two. Nah, he won't guard him for freaking a whole game i had to get
1: out there and guard a guard everybody i had to guard mark Eaton. Chris
0: Paul doesn't guard point guards all game either. Sometimes he's down low on the block, guarding a small forward in quick. That's what I'm saying is what? everybody switches so it's positionless. But we switched. And by your own definition, no. you talked about how, no. how uh, uh, Tim Duncan was a power forward, but he was also playing center. That's the definition of positionless. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, he's a forward. You got, and the reason why I'm going to say he's this right forward. here. He's a forward. I'm going to say this right now. He's okay? a forward. The reason why the positionless thing makes sense is because right now, in this very moment, you have two guys that are neck and neck for MVP, and Embiid and Jokic, and you can't reward both of them for having tremendous seasons? You you can only pick one. So the guy that gets MVP, there's a scenario where the guy that gets MVP doesn't even get first team All-NBA. What kind of bullshit is that? Because he had the wrong damn position. Oh my God, no! Hold it, They're
1: both centers! No, no, you can't. Look, just like, jo- and center. just like the other day, you got these water boys and couch potatoes out there, all full Iowa going to the
0: White House. Heck no. We, Stay we, your butt at home. Hey, look at the rundown. Man, we're gonna to get to that next. Okay? Stay your butt. Okay, fine. <laughs> Stay your butt at home.
1: Okay, I just use that as an example. Stay your butt at home. It is no, look, there's no second place, man. Second place is second place. It doesn't equal first. Okay? So if Embiid is the best damn center in the league, he's the best in the league. You know what, Jokic?
0: Tough cookie. But what if Jokic gets the MVP but doesn't get first NBA team? He, that's not going to happen. I'm just saying. There is a scenario where that what, could Where it could happen. Well, some people think differently. Okay. I'm just saying positionless basketball is a very real thing. No, you compete, man. You
1: compete for the position you play. You want to be known as the best point guard ever? You compete for that because that has a job description. Look it up in the basketball book. In any basketball book, you got these analytical dudes trying to take the game totally away from us They're trying to reinvent the game, change the damn game. It is not positionless. P.J. Tucker guard centers. PJ. But he's
0: not a center. Exactly. It That's is. why it's positionless.
1: No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh my god. No. You no. just proved my no. point. No. no, You didn't hit my last part of it. Oh
0: my god. Okay.
1: He guards a center. Have you seen PJ Tucker post up? No. He ain't no center then. That's the point. If he's not doing the full job
0: description of that position, he's not that. There's not one player in the NBA that solely guards the center of the other team or the point. They all guard everybody because they switch. But that's that's what makes him positionless. No, but when they
1: run down the court, when they run down the court, they don't run. Oh, does DeAndre Ayton run to the point guard? No. Is he picking him up full court? True. Where did he go? Right. They, to he, the he damn center. center. Sure. So, yeah. Kaden, so that that doesn't mean anything. You. He switches out for a few seconds of the shot clock. Mm. He is not purposely – if those guys go down and they don't run screen and roll,
0: if they don't run screen and roll, DeAndre Ayton is not guarding anybody but the center. What happened last year uh, when Rudy Gobert played against the Dallas Mavericks? What did the Dallas Mavericks do to him? They switched everything. no, no, no. no. How did they do, How did they run their offense? They what five switched. guys were out there? They didn't have centers half the no. damn time on hold, that hold court. Hold on, hold on. They had forwards and guards, and no, they went five That's... out and spread them and exposed them because it's positionless basketball.
1: History will tell you if you go all the way back to the freaking 50s, they had teams when guys were only 6'4". Got located. One of them had to play center. His job description was to guard the center. He might have been six damn four. That's his fault. He got to go talk to his parents about that. Okay? All right? Okay. Mom should have probably married a six nine guy or something. I don't understand, but he had to play center. That was his position. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. Like, you grow up and you learn how to play a certain way. Like, Anthony Davis – had a, had a, had a growth spurt. In high school, he was six foot one. Okay. And he grew like eight inches. So he had to go from being a point guard to playing a forward slash center. So that's what he had to do. His job description changed. They're trying to take the job description away. I was a shooter. Okay. You're going to tell me that's a job description you going to tell me just because somebody check in and they play the same position to me, he can, st- he can start shooting? No. It's a job description, man. You're taking it away, your couch potatoes, your water boys, <laughs> your analytical robots. Basketball, generationally, is a position game. And kids growing up have to understand that. You got these seven-footers out here thinking they can freaking shoot threes. And they can't. Because you all want to make it
0: positionalist.
1: You got guys trying to dribble the damn ball up. Can't dribble dead. Cause you all want to make them think that they're a point guard. What
0: position does Ben Simmons play?
1: A point guard. (laughs) Basically. He's awful as a point guard. No, he, no, Ben Simmons was excellent as a point guard. He, he can pass. No, Ben Simmons, one of the smartest players in the game. He could pass. No, no, Ben, no, you, 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 you messed up there. No, 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 ben no. Ben Simmons is an excellent part point guard. The guy average, you look at his career averages. He flirts yeah, with triple because doubles. Because he
0: can't shoot.
1: No. Eddie. He can't even make a layup. Listen, listen. We that's another animal. That's another animal. He averaged 18 points a game. Yeah, way back in the day? No, 2 years ago. He averaged 18. He flirted with a triple double. That the, the 2 years ago when he was in Philly, when they when they lost in the playoffs. we've Got to remember. When he, that year when they lost in the playoffs, he, went he was through at, all his shit. he was averaging like 18, 8 and 9, something and, like and that. And since then. Right, but my point is psychological okay, okay. with him. That's another animal. Okay. But he's a he's a tremendous point guard. But he yeah, he's a
0: liability on the offensive end. I grew up in the era uh, just a little bit after you, and that's when the positionless start stuff started. And I for- firsthand experienced it. And you know why I played two guard in college, Eddie? It's because we didn't have a we didn't have a, a guard that could shoot as good as I could. Point blank, that's just what it was. We had a point guard, and I had to play shooting guard, even though I thought I was the better point guard. So I had to play shooting guard because nobody you else could shoot, to point to point shoot. Nothing. That's t- how it is.
1: So nothing. It's positionless. I could Saul. play either one. Saul. nothing takes you away from running the offense, man. I'm not saying that you can't dribble. What I'm saying is it's a hierarchy that that defaults to the person who actually is the point guard on the floor. Everybody can initiate a play. I'm saying that defensively and offensively when you run out, when you go out, to start the game, you are known as that position, and that's why you're out there in that regard. It's some versatile players in the history of this game that have been able to circumvent and play multiple positions. I am not saying that. Back in our day, we had guys that could – I played – Saul, Saul, listen. I played two guard. I played small forward. Mm-hmm. And at times, I played power forward. You were
0: the definition okay. of positionless no, that's that, position. That. No, it's not position.
1: No, it's not positionless to me because my main position was small forward. Like that was me. Like that was me. I was able to do some other things, but, but that I wasn't doing it all but the you time. Have too here, many, here's the thing: you have- I was always playing small forward. That was the, the that was always power forward. As if I was guarding somebody that wasn't a score. So Cotton to say, okay, we're gonna go small. I'll put you over here on him because he's not gonna be ultra aggressive. But trust me, I didn't like the idea of being down there with a dude like Antoine Carr who's outweighing me by forty pounds and knocking the hell out of me. But he put me over there because he wanted to go small, and I, I could get away with it. That's how it works. But ultimately, I was a small forward. That's all I'm trying to tell you. I like. I man, see. Look, I look. see. Listen. I see where you're huh, coming look. from.
0: I see where you're oh, coming man, from. You I have to see, I see where you're coming NBA. from. But the the problem is, is to, in today's game, there are so many guys that have length, the the height that is versatile to play so many different positions more than ever before. Like you have guys that are six, nine, you have so many more guys that are six, nine that can shoot from the perimeter and drive the basketball than you did in the eighties. You just do like that's because that's the way that they've been, they've been groomed since AAU. Like it's just a different day and age. So I'm on board with this whole positionless mindset, because I don't agree that, Oh, we have to, what if you have five bum ass centers at the top of the league, but they can't. They can't do shit. You're just going to reward one of them as All-NBA because point we have guard. to put them in a position?
1: Hey, point guard,
0: two guard, small
1: forward, power forward, center. Get better and be the best. <sighs> Get Be better and be the best. It's no second place at your position. None. Just because you can go out as a center and take some threes, but it's another center that's doing damage in the paint the same as you, you're going to think that, oh, he's versatile. He's more versatile. No, no, not really. The guy in the paint, Shaquille O'Neal, example, is going to get you to the bonus. That's what a center does. Go up there and get rebounds. Get get your big butt in the paint. Yeah, it's exceptions to the rule. Without a doubt it is.
0: You know, I'm an exception to the rule. There's far more exceptions to the rule now than ever before.
1: Only because they it to be. They got guys out there shooting threes, Saul, so that can't shoot because they say a, a bad three is better than the contested two. Those are the water boys. Those are the robots. Those are your robots. Look, here's a robot. Here's my definition of a robot, analytical robot. And the, say the game is on, this is him. <laughs> They're typing,
0: Eddie. They're not writing.
1: He hadn't even watched the damn game, people. People, he's not watching the game. You know what he's looking at? The box score. He's looking at the diagram of where they're taking
0: shots. He's not even watching the game. Oh, all right. Well, it looks like we all need to calm down. You can calm down by uh, getting a nice little happy balance. M-O-G. There you go. There you go. Uh, a nice little happy balance gummy from our friends at OG's where you can find this beautiful shirt next week at their, their nice – let me get over here uh, – at their nice uh, pop-up at Buds of Palooza. Uh, run that graphic again one more time there, Jacob, please. There it is. Beautiful shirt. Uh, the vibes are immaculate. You can get yours at Buds of Palooza next week, April 14th. Uh, we'll be live uh, from – uh, the, the Buds of Palooza events we'll be doing a nice little uh, what do we call it there? The Variety Show there we go, live variety show from Buds of Palooza it's going to be so much Lose. fun, so come out hang out, uh, try their Happy Bounce Gummy, it's a nice strawberries and cream one to one ratio of THC and CBD, CBD will help your aches and pains, or if your jaw hurts from because you've been yelling for the last 15 minutes uh, <laughs> and a little THC uh, to just kind of mellow you out a little bit, in case you get a little hyped up this early in the morning at Ten fifteen, uh, and, and everything's all good. So check look, them out ogsbrands.com. Make sure you are twenty one and over to enjoy. Looking at that shirt, getting me. I am sure. I am sure it is. All right. <laughs> I mean. So you kind of you kind of alluded to it earlier. Um, we had. I, I want to start off with this. Okay, women's basketball, uh, epic. This last this last tournament was amazing. It was fun to watch, and we have the stats to prove it. Courtesy of our friends over at Front Office Sports, the NCAA Women's National Championship drew a nine point nine drew nine point nine million viewers, which was more than any women's baske, basketball game ever, uh, any MLS game ever, any St- Stanley Cup game since nineteen seventy three. The twenty twenty three Orange Bowl, the twenty twenty three Sugar Bowl, the twenty any twenty twenty three Thursday Night Football game. The 2021 NBA Finals, I feel like that was shade to the Suns. Uh, And then, I don't know what the last thing says, the 2020 whatever. Uh, I think, uh, and then I think it also surpassed, uh, what's the NASCAR? Dayton, the Daytona 500. Uh, Women's basketball is fun to watch. I'm a huge fan of women's basketball, have been, it feels like for for two or three decades now. Uh, But... Obviously, there was controversy in that game with Caitlin Clark, uh, you know, the game prior to the championship, doing the ring thing and can't see me, or she just did the can't see me stuff. And then Angel Reese did the same thing, except uh, she she ran over to her and showed her the ring and did, did this whole thing. To me, I'm gonna give a little personal experience there, Eddie. I was in seventh grade, playing at Mayor Elementary School in junior high. We are playing a football game. We were up by 21 points, I think, in the fourth quarter. Choked the game away, fumbled the ball, and uh, Beaver Creek Elementary School, shout out to Be- Beaver Creek Elementary, uh, picked up the ball, ran in the end zone at the end of the game to win. What did they do after the game? Seventh grade, Eddie, seventh grade. Jump, jump. Yeah, we okay. were on the bus, and some one of these kids grabbed a, m- a megaphone and shouted, Eat shit and die. <laughs> we lost. I was like a little aggressive for seventh graders, but I was on the bus and like you know my teammates were a little upset and they're mad or whatever and I'm sitting there all like dude we just choked, and we just choked. No, you you choked. Yeah, I mean we choked. No, the you. It's a team no, game. No, 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 but team team sport. you had, had to damn we, ball we, we, in your we choked. hand you choked. We choked you know? <laughs> you choked. And, uh <laughs> and I sat there and I thought even then like I right, yeah, we deserve it. I mean how you dropped the ball is your hand. No, they're they're not as big as yours. No, no, we're not, we not doing this again. You did you? this before. I'm not doing this again. Can we get a hand I'm a little hand insecure about my hands uh, and yours. So, let's just not do that anymore. I didn't drop the ball. I was the quarterback, okay? Anyway, so um so so I I'm of the perception that Hey, if you lose, you got to be able to to take it as well as you dish it. And to Caitlin Clark's credit, she did. She said she had no problem with what Angel Reese said. I didn't like how everything unfolded on social media. I sure as hell didn't like the fact that the first lady was like, oh, let's bring Iowa to the White House too. Like, get the out of here. Nobody wants the second place team to go to the White House. Why are we going to reward the second place team? That should never happen. I know you watched all this unfold as well. And you just mentioned it earlier. Me it Look, I think, you know, I'm one of the biggest trash talkers to ever play. The great Larry no. Bird
1: taught me how to trash talk. Uh just him going at me as a rookie and me just learning like not to take junk from people and and I realized when he did go at me, he got inside my head. And he made me do things out there on the court that I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing. And I paid a price for it. Cotton got so mad at me, he didn't even play me for the next four or five games. So Damn. I was a rookie, yeah. and But I learned a lesson. What did
0: What did Larry Bird say?
1: I, we went out for a jump ball, and the veterans told me, like, just ignore him, Eddie. And so we go out for the jump ball, and this is Boston Garden. It's my first start ever. And I'm lining up, so I'm like, I'm not going to pay attention to anything. I'm just focused, right? And then he walks, and I notice he walked and stood right next to me. And the official, something happened with the official, so he had to go back over the scores table. And I'm like, and he's just staring at me, just like. And I'm looking straight ahead. I'm not, I'm trying to ignore. Him. And then finally he says, Do you honestly think you're gonna guard me? <laughs> he said, I'm gonna wear your ass out. Look at me when I'm talking to you, rookie. And I'm just looking straight at him. <laughs> this is a true story, man. And he's – then the official taking all this time now, guys around the tape, the line, right, both teams laughing. And I'm like, geez, I guess this is rookie hazing at his finest. And he turns, and he looks at Cotton. He said, hey, Cotton. And then Jerry Reynolds was, I think, was over there. I think Jerry Reynolds was over there. Jerry Reynolds was, you know, he – French Lick, he mm-hmm. knew Larry. Hey Jerry, y'all think he guarding me tonight? Now the crowd hears him. Oh no. <laughs> I'm gonna wear this rookie out. <laughs> he turns back around and he said, you hear me talking to you, don't you? I turned around, looked at him, I said. And that's where you fucked up? Yeah. <laughs> that's when he, he got and, you, No, dude. he smiled, he like, yeah, okay, let's do it. <laughs> And then during the game, he was hot. He was wearing me out. And he came down, he shot, you know. And, and believe it or not, at that time, people don't want to believe it, but, you know, because I wasn't shooting the ball a lot, I was like a defender. Mm. I really was when I first got in the league. And so I was playing him aggressively, trust me. And, and so I got up on him, and he shot a three from about three feet behind. And I think I got a fingertip on it, but they didn't see it, and it went short air ball. It was short. And I, I just – Put a little grin on my face like that and walked away. He said, See, you don't get it. He said, Do you see anybody checking in for me? I just shot three feet behind the three. And at that time, you're not allowed to shoot threes like that, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We didn't shoot threes like that. We might, as a team, shoot two a game. Yeah. He said, I bet I won't come out of the game. Now why don't you try it? (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's my Larry Bird story. So
1: Oh my goodness! I got him the next game though. I popped him in his mouth in Kansas City, and I had a great game against him. He was on free throw line. He got he was staring at me, and he was bleeding, and uh, I was laughing. And he said, "Oh, you, you think that's funny, huh?" I like no. He said, "Well, you can't play defense." I said, "That's fine. That's fine. I know I can't stop you, but I can make you bleed because he's bleeding." Mm-hmm. And he ticked him off. So after the game, he came in the locker room. He went over like he was talking Jerry Reynolds and he walked back out. I said, this is not going to be easy. And he stopped and he tossed me his room keys. He said, why don't you come meet me over in my room? We'll finish this out, you and me in the room. I was like, I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I said, god! Parrish and Mikhail might be around the corner <laughs> helping you. And he looked at me and he said, I like you. And he walked out. (laughs) And that was it. That was it. And ever since after that, he he didn't trash talk me at all. He respected me. But that's him. So going back to this, trash talk is a part of the game. Mm -hmm. It's a mental advantage. What Caitlin Clark did was in her space, and she has a right to do that because she was wearing people out. Yes. She wanted them to know she didn't see him or they didn't see her. And I loved it. And what Reese did, I loved it, because threw shade back at her, got her butt, beat her, and sent her home. And there's nothing wrong with that. With yeah. the couch potatoes and the water boys and all the little sensitive people out there, they, oh, well, well, when Kaylin did it, she wasn't in anybody's face. So if I throw a rock and hit you in the back of your head, and I send you to the hospital, you will respect me more if you see me throw the rock? I mean, what? Who cares? I mean, yeah. you know, people got ticked. She did it. The other teams and they wanted to pay her back. Reese paid her back. See nothing wrong with it. Uh, I don't care. Look between the lines, you can do anything. Now she went over there to the bench and sat on the bench and did all that. Yeah. Different story. But mm-hmm. they were both between the lines. No issue there at all. And then for celebrating, please. You lose, you don't celebrate. What's the celebration? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I went to four Western Conference finals. Four. Lost them all. What's celebrating? I was a little shocked that the Suns celebrated when they lost to the Bulls in the finals. I still can't get over that they did that. You know? Seriously. I mean, it was good for the city of Phoenix and all that. It wasn't like they'd never been to a finals. They'd gone to a finals before. Yeah. I was a little bit like, <laughs> I wasn't like, I mean, it was like 500,000 people down there. Yeah. Charles up there like they won the title. They had second place title. Yeah, yeah. I I, I work for the Suns. I wasn't in love with that one. Now, if I was on that team, I guarantee you, you would not have gotten me on camera. Mm. Okay, you just wouldn't have, man. Like, I
0: agree. First place is first place; they're celebrated, not second. I agree a, a million percent. You know, and and listen, you know, one of the things that I saw uh, with with my own kids growing up is, you know, and I understand the fragile psyche of a kid sometimes, especially at a at a super young age. And I think there is a threshold here. You know, you're mm-hmm. four or five years old; like, you don't really understand the concept of winning and losing yet. Uh, and how much it means. So, like if everybody gets a trophy, cool. But once you get to like seven, eight, nine years old, and you start to understand the concept of winning, and and what it takes to to win at a certain level, and how much you know you got to put time in to to be able to r- see results, um, and the same practices that would happen. Not only on the field or on the court, but also in in the classroom um, at home when your parents are making sure that you're doing your chores and you're and you're abiding by your responsibilities, like all those things. Right. I think that those are all encapsulated into one space and it's not everybody gets a ribbon. The, the sense of entitlement that everybody should be rewarded for effort is bullshit. Uh, there's good effort and there's bad effort. You know, uh, one of the things that one of my coaches used to say was a uh, 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 good effort, poor execution. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And sometimes that applies to people that don't come through in big time moments. Uh, like the Iowa basketball team did not, they got, listen, they didn't have a chance that whole game. They basically got dominated that whole game, but we're going to act like that was a terrific game because Caitlin Clark had 30 plus points. no, that was it. Was not a great game. The reason why is because LSU was just flat out a much better team. They just were, and they dominated that championship game. They should be recognized to, uh, to go to uh, the the White House, and and that's it. There is no second place. Nobody, not not everybody gets ribbon. There's not 64 teams that are wearing rings because they got to the NCAA tournament. No, you got to win something to get a ring. Period. Conference tournament, national championship. That's it. And so I'm not, a, I was not on board with all the, the people getting all soft about it. Like, Oh, uh, you know, that's angel. Re-. Listen, when two people do the exact same thing, they deserve the same praise or the same, uh, you know, the same, uh, negative recognition. And I was, I'm just completely not on board with this. I'm glad she's backed down. Yeah. I'm glad the <clears throat> she backed down. I that. mean, Caitlyn Clark even said yesterday, like she had no issue with she, any of that. You yeah. know why? Cause she's a fucking ball. She's
1: a baller, man. She look. Man, look, I broke every second place trophy I had. That thing, man, my first trophy I got, man, it was like a baseball thing about this big. You know, you get a little baseball trophy. Mm -hmm. It was for second place. Man, I threw that. Man, I broke that thing when I got home. Like, I don't want that. Like, why? I don't know. No, not when you're competing. Yeah. Like, when you're competing in sports, no, like if you venture from like one of the worst teams and you like come up short second place, I can see a reward in that. Don't get me wrong; it's a growth reward in that. I- I'm fine with it, but I'm not. I'm not like showing that off. Like uh, you know, I have two Emmys. Okay, just think if they gave a second place Emmy. Oh Jesus! Man, I'll be breaking that damn trophy. <laughs> uh, uh, ain't no second place Emmy. Like. No, like I want first, and in life, it's a lot of first for a lot of people in, in a variety of ways. You 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 see the hard work all the way to the first. Mm-hmm. You, if you start to settle for second, man, you' are gonna
0: come up second. Yeah, a million percent. <clears throat> um, speaking of second place, uh, my man EJ usually comes in second when we when we golf, and uh, you golfed the other day and almost almost, but it didn't count, right? What was this? Was this right here? Yeah, it was at the Raven. Damn, that, so was, close. that was a hundred. That was on the seventh hole, par part five. The
1: part no, it's par okay, part seventh three. Okay, seventh hole, uh, one hundred ninety-seven into the wind with the six iron. Six iron. Uh, when I hit my clubs right, I've worked on my iron in the wind though. Yeah, but That's the wind, the win, the, it was a swirling wind, okay. so it right. wasn't like totally okay. in my face. Okay. Then I would hit a five iron, but no, it wasn't totally, but it was like, it was moving this way, and then it was like, it was coming, you know, it was swirling. And uh, yeah, and I'm telling you, when I knew it was going to be close, and you played the Raven, mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be close, man, when it hit because, you know, in that particular hole, you got two sand traps right here. So you got to like basically you can run it up if you hit it and it just hit just right and Mm -hmm. it just bounced. I thought it was in. Like, you know, I play with guys that's obviously shorter than me. I'm 6'8". I can see. Right. And I'm like, roll in, roll in. And I was like, how did that not go in? And I went up there and it was right where it was. Where was your first hole in one at? Southern Dunes. Okay. Number four. Uh, Beautiful. Did they give you anything for it? Uh yeah, I did win some money for that. We have a we have a side bet in our groups. No, I meant like, did the did the course recognize you at all? Because some they courses did. They gave me a free you. lunch. I got. The, yeah. I, I have the. I have the uh, flag. Did uh, you pick up the bar tab? See that 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 right there. I'm not into that. I'm not paying somebody for something I did. They need to celebrate
0: me. I agree.
1: Uh, why would I have to pay? Especially in our group now. Like, if you get a hole in one in our group. That's an extra $100 a man, period.
0: Wow. Yeah, you didn't know that. I did not yeah, know that. Well, now you do. <laughs> we sweating every single time we hit a part three now. <laughs> now you do. All right, all right. Well, that, that was, uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I had a similar experience, uh, except I almost had an albatross. Um, on a par five. To me, that's that even better. I, I've had one of those. Now. I thought so. I've had one of You've those. had an albatross? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's that one at? That was, uh, what was that?
1: I think it could have been, at, was that Camelback? Okay. Years ago. I, I couldn't play golf. I got lucky. Yeah. I hit a, man, I hit a three wood, I think, man. I ain't know where that thing was going. Nine nine times out of 10, it went to the right, to the left, mm. or it rolled.
0: I got that stuck up in that bounce, boom, 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 went in. Yeah, wow. I had, mine was 325 out in, uh, out in uh, common ground out in uh, Colorado, a 325 downhill with a three wood. And when I hit it, I didn't see where it went. I was like, oh, I don't know where it went. And I walked, as I was driving, I was like, oh man, there's a ball close to the hole. It's like this close to the hole. That's that, So I did. I've never had an albatross myself. I got close. Never had one. So, well, you know, you just, someday.
1: You just you down. 02. You never had a hole in one. Someday. You never had that.
0: Someday. So, someday. You know, It'll happen, and you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna expect that. Not money. playing
1: with me because
0: I'm in your head too good. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it for another episode of Outside Shots. But before we go, I think we're gonna use this as a, a nice, beautiful goodbye, uh, courtesy of. Olivia Thompson saying her goodbyes to South Carolina in the most epic style ever. No long, oh, you know, I, I'm blessed to have been playing at this university and blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. Just simple Bye. That's it. That's how she went out. One of the best recruiting classes in the history of South Carolina uh, is, is now come to a completion. Olivia Thompson. They, they
1: need to, to find some people to make jump shots, though.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, sure. But uh, on on that note, uh, that has been another episode of Outside Shots. You can follow my man, Eddie Johnson at Jump Shot A on Twitter and tell them where they can yeah, find you. You can
1: Sirius. hear me three hours a day on Serious XM NBA Radio channel 86 or 207 uh, the NBA Today show uh, EJ gets a lot longer chance to talk on that show other than I do here. As if he didn't
0: talk for 45 minutes today. Anymore. I was a little hype I <laughs> was a little hype today. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Saul underscore Bookwin. Uh, we can't wait to see some of you folks tonight at the takeover. Let's have fun. Go watch the Nuggets the Nuggies lose tonight uh, thank you so much. We'll see you next week come out to the OG's uh, Budsapalooza. Peace